Aladdin. There was once a poor boy called Aladdin, whose father had died some years before. Aladdin lived at home with his mother. One day, Aladdin was playing out in the street with some other boys when a stranger approached him. I am your uncle, the stranger said to Aladdin. I am the brother of your father, Mustafa. That's strange, answered Aladdin. My father never told me that he had a brother. And he went running home to tell his mother. Your father did have a brother, his mother said, but I thought he had died a long time ago. I will make supper and we'll invite him home to eat. So Aladdin's mother made supper and Aladdin fetched the stranger. They sat down at the table to eat together. The stranger explained that he had promised Aladdin's father many years ago that he would look out for Aladdin and teach him how to take care of himself and be successful. He asked if Aladdin might accompany him on a trip that he was going to take. Aladdin's mother agreed and Aladdin and his uncle set off the next day. They travelled for days and the old man told Aladdin lots of wonderful stories along the way. Finally, they arrived at a cave. It was pitch black and Aladdin couldn't see a thing. His uncle waved his hand in the air and suddenly a ball of light appeared like magic lighting up the cave. For the old man was not really Aladdin's uncle, but an African magician in disguise. Then the magician lit a fire and threw some powder on it whilst he chanted some magic words. Immediately a square flat stone appeared with a handle in the middle to lift it by. Don't be frightened, he said to Aladdin. Underneath this stone is a treasure that shall be yours. Nobody else must touch it. So you must listen to me and do exactly as I say. Aladdin grabbed the handle and lifted the stone up quite easily. He could see some dark steps leading downwards. When you get to the bottom of the steps, said the magician, you will see a door which leads to three large halls. You must go through them without touching anything or you will die instantly. The halls lead to a garden of fine fruit trees. Walk through them until you find a table upon which stands a lighted lamp. Pour out the oil that it contains and then bring the lamp to me. He took a ring from his finger and gave it to Aladdin, wishing him good luck. Aladdin was frightened of the magician, so did as he said. He followed the steps down to the bottom of the cave and through the halls into the garden. He picked up the lamp, poured out the oil and began to make his way back. Before he did, he picked some fruit from the trees and took it with him. Hurry up and give me the lamp, shouted the magician when he saw Aladdin appear at the mouth of the cave. But Aladdin sensed that the magician was going to trick him. He knew that once he gave the lamp to the magician, then the magician would roll the stone back over the entrance to the cave and trap Aladdin inside. So he shouted, 
I'll give you the lamp, but not until I get out of the cave. Upon hearing this, the magician got angry. He threw some more powder on the fire, chanted some magic words, and the stone rolled back into place. Aladdin was trapped. Aladdin spent two days inside the cave, crying and feeling sorry for himself. He picked the magician's ring from his pocket and rubbed it whilst he cried out, Oh dear, whatever am I going to do? Suddenly, an enormous genie rose from the ground and said, I am the genie of the ring, here to serve you. What do you wish me to do? Take me away from here, shouted Aladdin, and immediately he found himself back at home. He told his mother what had happened and showed her the fruits that he had picked from the trees in the cave. He was shocked to see that the fruits were actually jewels. He then asked his mother for some food. I'm sorry, Aladdin, she answered, but there's no food in the house. Aladdin said that it was okay. He would go to the market and try to sell the lamp to make some money to buy food. Wait, said his mother. That lamp is very dusty. Let me polish it up a bit before you take it. It might fetch a bit more money then. She picked up the lamp and began to rub it. Straight away a genie appeared and asked Aladdin's mother what she desired. Aladdin's mother fell down in shock. So Aladdin took the lamp and asked the genie for something to eat. The genie obeyed and brought a feast on silver plates and two silver cups full to the top. Where did you get all of this food from? asked Aladdin's mother when she finally picked herself up off the floor. Don't ask, replied Aladdin. Just eat. The two of them tucked into the feast and eventually Aladdin told his mother all about the lamp and the genie. His mother was scared of such powerful magic and asked Aladdin to sell the lamp and forget all about everything. But Aladdin would not. He insisted upon keeping both the magic ring and the lamp. One day, Aladdin decided that he wished to marry the princess. Why not? he said to his mother. I have the jewels that I found in the cave. I'm sure that if I took those jewels to the Sultan and asked to marry his daughter, he would be thrilled with the idea. Aladdin's mother laughed. I'm not sure you can convince the Sultan to let you marry his daughter just by turning up at the palace with gifts. But she agreed it was worth a try. So they wrapped some of the jewels in a cloth and Aladdin's mother took them to the palace. The guards did not want to let the mother into the palace, but she insisted that she had something very important for the Sultan to see. So the guards accompanied her inside. The Sultan was impressed by the jewels, but he would not give permission for Aladdin to marry his daughter, the princess. If your son wishes to marry my daughter, then you will have to bring me even more of these jewels, said the Sultan to Aladdin's mother. Aladdin's mother went home and told her son the news. No problem, he said. Ask the genie for another wish. So his mother picked up the lamp and gave it a rub. Genie, bring us more jewels, she commanded. The genie granted the mother's wish and immediately there were piles of jewels on the table. 
Aladdin and his mother packed them into bags and the woman took them to the palace the next day. Wonderful, cried the Sultan, but even these jewels are not enough for my precious daughter. If your son is serious about marrying her, then he will build her a palace made of the finest gold and marble. Once again, the mother returned home and told Aladdin the Sultan's demands. They got out the lamp and the woman rubbed it until the genie appeared. She then asked the genie to make a fine palace of gold and marble fit for a princess. The next morning, the Sultan awoke to see a most wonderful new palace standing next to his own. The golden walls shone in the sunlight. The Sultan was amazed. Fantastic! he exclaimed. This man must be very powerful if he can make such a palace appear overnight. He is even more powerful than my advisor. He shall have my daughter's hand in marriage. He called his daughter in to tell her the news. My dear, he said, look at this wonderful palace that has been created just for you. You shall marry this man. The princess looked at the sultan and sighed. Oh, yesterday, you thought your advisor was the most powerful man in the land and you wanted me to marry him. Now you want me to marry this stranger, this Aladdin. Tell me, father, what do we really know about this man? Why can't I decide who I marry? What does it even matter who is the most powerful? The princess left the room, shutting the door angrily behind her. When Aladdin heard that the princess did not want to marry him, he decided that he would not give up. He tried everything that he could to win the heart of the princess. He asked the genie for help. The genie conjured up a magic carpet and Aladdin took the princess for a ride through the night sky. Aladdin and the princess talked and laughed together as they rode through the twinkling stars, staring down at the city below. They had a wonderful time together and by the end of the magical ride, the princess had fallen in love with Aladdin. The pair were soon married and lived happily in the palace of gold and marble. However, their happiness was not to last. The African magician had discovered that Aladdin had escaped from the cave and married a princess. He knew that Aladdin's good fortune must be due to the magic lamp, and he was angry. The lamp should have been his. He must get the lamp and ruin Aladdin's life in the process. So the African magician traveled for several days and nights until he reached the city where Aladdin lived. He waited until he saw Aladdin leave the palace and then knocked on the door. He had disguised himself as a merchant. When the princess opened the door, he said, Dear girl, I am a merchant who buys old lamps. If you have an old lamp at home, I will gladly take it from you in exchange for a shiny new one. The princess fetched the magic lamp and handed it over to the magician. He gave her another lamp that he carried in his bag. The plan had worked perfectly. Now that the magician had the magic lamp, he wanted to use it to take the palace and the princess for himself. He rubbed the lamp and commanded the genie to take the palace 
to a faraway desert with both the princess and himself inside. Aladdin arrived home later that day and found that the palace had disappeared. He knew at once that the magician was to blame. The Sultan was angry and blamed Aladdin for his daughter's disappearance. He told Aladdin to go out and find his daughter and bring her back. Aladdin searched for days and weeks. He searched far and wide, but he could not find the palace or the princess. Finally, Aladdin remembered the ring that he had once been given by the magician. He rubbed it and asked the genie of the ring to reveal where the magician was hiding. He soon found out that the magician and the princess were living in the palace in the middle of a desert. Aladdin asked the genie of the ring to bring his palace back, but the genie was not powerful enough. Only the genie of the lamp could do such magic. But you could take me to the palace, to my princess, said Aladdin. The genie of the ring nodded and within seconds Aladdin was outside of the princess's window. The princess hugged Aladdin when she saw him and told him all about the merchant who had appeared at the door asking for old lamps. She explained how he kept the lamp on a belt that he wore at all times. Aladdin knew that they had to hatch a plan if they were ever going to get the lamp back and free the princess from the evil magician. Aladdin told the princess to invite the magician for a special meal that evening. He gave the princess a special potion to mix in the magician's drink. This potion would make him fall fast asleep as soon as he took a sip from his cup. He would be so deeply asleep that no noise or movement should wake him. Then Aladdin would undo the belt from around the magician's waist and take the magic lamp. Everything went according to plan. Once he had the lamp, Aladdin asked the genie to move the palace back to where it was and leave the magician alone in the desert. The genie obeyed and the Sultan was overjoyed with happiness to have his daughter return. He hugged Aladdin and thanked him. One day, Aladdin went down to the ocean with the lamp. He rubbed it and called for the genie to appear. What is your wish, master? asked the genie. My wish is for you to be free, answered Aladdin. The genie was excited. I have had many masters, but not one of them has ever made a wish for me before, cried the genie. Thank you. With that, the genie was freed from the magic lamp. Aladdin took the empty lamp and tossed it as far as he could into the ocean. The lamp had brought nothing but problems. Aladdin knew now that greed and envy were nothing to be proud of. All he wished for now was a life of love and happiness and he didn't need a magic lamp for that. Aladdin and the princess lived happily for many years to come ruling over the land after the death of the Sultan and leaving behind a long line of dutiful kings. <laughs>